There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. Hello, hello. And we have a very special guest, Dr. Beth Cook. Hello. So, okay, I'm going to just go on and brag about you for a moment. So, Dr. Beth Cook is a Texas A&M graduate. Whoop, whoop. I was going to say, do we say whoop, whoop? Yeah. You do say, okay, whoop. I went to Sam Houston. Okay, all right, I'll stop. She got her Bachelor in Science in Biomedical Science And then you went on to Parker College and got your doctorates in chiropractic and a bachelor's of science in health and wellness. That's right. That's amazing. So when you, okay, I was reading a little bit about your bio. When you first started school, you were just going for a science degree. It wasn't until you worked in chiropractic for a little bit that you decided, oh my gosh, I want to go do this full time or get my doctorates. I went to A&M because I wanted to be a vet, actually. That's what I really wanted to be. And then every time I worked at a vet office, I... I would like pass out during the surgeries and <laughs> and I don't know why. I guess I was just stubborn. I thought that it would be something I could get over. I never got over it. So my roommate, actually her brother, he went to chiropractic school and kind of introduced me to it. And so I went to a chiropractor and shadowed her. I was a dancer. I danced my whole life. Oh, yeah. You have your undergraduates in. Yeah, I minored in dance. And she had a girl in her office, like a teenage girl, and she put up an x-ray and was showing her her hips and the alignment, her hips and her low back and how that was giving her shin splints. And like, 
all these light bulbs were like going off in my head, you know, because that's my jam. Yeah. Like I had danced my whole life. I had all kinds of pains and injuries and friends that went through that stuff like that. And I never, ever, ever knew that our body was connected that way and that there was a solution like chiropractic. So I just was like, I need to know more about this and started chatting with chiropractors and then decided to apply to go to chiropractic school. So so when you went to chiropractic school, was Parker College more along the lines of a holistic approach or was were they like, okay, snap, crap, go pop? Or were they like, you know, here's what to do after an accident? You know what I mean? Like a car yeah. accident. There's different types of chiropractors. Right. There are. Parker was good because they teach you a bunch of different techniques. So like TCC is the college here in Houston or in Pasadena. And they focus on one technique, which is diversified, which is what most people know chiropractic to be when you get adjusted and you hear lots of noise, stuff like that. But Parker does, they teach nine different techniques. So it's, if you don't want to do that type of adjusting, there are other ways to adjust. So that was one of the reasons I chose that school. Another is I lived in Fort Worth. I was from Fort Worth. So it was, you know, close to home and family. So it was just convenient for me to go there too. Did you have to do the cadaver labs? I did. Oh, that was terrible. I took anatomy and physiology. Oh my gosh. My bachelor's in science as well. And we had to go to um, Stinkadina, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, Pasadena for the chiropractic or for the lab. And we went to the chiropractic school there. And I was good most of the. And you were doing it on people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On cadavers well, or on people? No, it's cadavers. Well, cadavers, but. They're cadavers. cadavers. In college, okay. I did. We did anatomy and physiology on like dogs and cats, but in chiropractic school, it was it was on people. Yes, that's a little different. It was yeah, kind of <laughs> did we walk into the lab and it's yeah, like, hmm, and you would leave there's a body and then sitting there. I got like her clothes would just reek. And- oh yeah, no, it was on people, so I didn't have to touch any of them. Oh, you're lucky. I was able to stay back because ours was just a day trip. I'm sure y'all oh, were there many oh. times. Hers was a field trip. Yours was more of a semester. Oh. Yes, college. several days a week. I was good for a few hours, and then all of a sudden there was this elderly woman and you could tell by the color of her pubic hair (laughs) and um, it was very long and then things were like cut open yes your brain started racing you're like i I started gagging and then i i couldn't stop and then there was no amount of peppermint oil that i man we're gonna need you to leave the lab (laughs) it was just that deep oh yeah Yeah, it was bad it's really bad i don't after doing that i don't know why anybody would ever donate their body to science to that purpose. I mean, God bless them, you know. God bless them, I know. mm -mm. So back to chiropractic. Tell me about the wellness way. So this is your office in Spring. spring. Okay. So tell me more about the Wellness Way. Yeah. So I became a chiropractor in 2010. I got introduced to the Wellness Way in 2016 and it kind of fell into my lap. But, you know, I didn't want to be the chiropractor where you just got cracked and popped and my neck hurts, my back hurts, you know, things like that. That's what I was doing. And I was pretty frustrated with it because people would come to me and they would say, what should I take for this? Or what should I take for my thyroid? Or what should I do to help my adrenals? Or what should I do for whatever, you know? And I didn't really feel equipped to give them good, solid answers. I had supplements on my shelf. People would buy them once, never again, you know? And so the wellness way is all over the country. They are about to franchise. They're not a franchise yet. But essentially what we do is we take chiropractic, the true chiropractic philosophy. So we look at blood work and we look at your spine and we look at how your gut is functioning. And we sort of put that all together to figure out 
you know, how do we improve your overall health? So most of us are chiropractors. We have nurse practitioners and things like that that are in the wellness way too, but we sort of apply that true chiropractic philosophy of the three T's, trauma, toxins, and thoughts to our patients. So we're non-functional medicine. We're not like functional nutritionists or anything like that. We truly have our own unique approach, which is amazing. In my opinion, I'm yeah, biased, no, but, but yeah. So the wellness way is, I love that it's kind of a scene, sounds like a set program, but yet you can have your own specialty within it. So as, yeah. because you have your passions, which you said hormones are your jam. Yes. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but you can also guarantee that by being a part of the Wellness Way organization, you have a good system and structure that you can always, that you're following aligned with. Because what I've noticed with a lot of chiropractors is there's some that are very, very good at what they do and they are just naturally talented. And then there's some that are just kind of okay and they don't really have a program that they've created. They're not a part of any program and it's just kind of a just and go. There's no really structure to it. And they may mean very well, but we're just trying to fix it now versus creating a pathway to true wellness. The way. Oh, see what I just did there? That was, <laughs> that was mesmerizing. Okay. So your key area of focus is hormones, right? Yeah. I, I see all kinds women? of patients, men and women. Yeah. I definitely see more women Men are kind of dragging their feet when they come in. But I love seeing men because they're usually so easy like to figure out what's going on with them. It's pretty usually pretty cut and dry See, for the most we're, part. We're not complicated beings. <laughs> so, well, if we could just get you in the door, we got you. That's yeah. it. Rub it's my just, belly, tell right. me I'm a good boy, and I'll right. be there forever. <laughs> well, you are way better at being a guinea pig than Oh, my God. I'm your men. human guinea pig. I have been for 21 years. I mean, I'm like, I, Trey, I think this soup tastes disgusting. Will you try it? Sure. <laughs> so uh, there are some men who just won't even get in the door. Yeah, that's true. But if you did get them in the door, they're a lay down. Yeah, yeah. Is that a bad sales term? They're a lay down? Well, you really can't say that. Oh, okay. It's kind I, of an inappropriate that, I just realized what that meant. Term. They're a lay down. That's, yeah. It's kind of derogatory. Yeah, okay. It's a sexual <laughs> thing. All right. So with the wellness way and with your approach to hormone support, whenever we were talking through email, you said you want to help people not have to turn to bioidentical hormones as well as not have to have the surgeries. Right. Which I've had both actually. Yeah. So oh, my, wow. my bioidentical hormone journey started when I was 23 years old. Wow. So wow. Hoetze Health and Wellness Clinic. I went to Dr. Hoetze and I will say, I mean, it did change my life. I mean, he helped put me on a cleanse. 740 radio, driving back and forth from college. Yeah. I call them Hoetze refugees <laughs> when they come to see me. <laughs> but I do see that and they are helping many, many people. But at the same time, it's not the only way and there's other options. So before we thought, okay, it was either birth control or chemical or you go bioidentical. It was those two. But now we're seeing, wait a second, there's other options. So for me in my journey, I started when I was 23 years old and we realized maybe I was like, almost what, 10 years later, 10 years. Yeah. It was 10 years later that we were trying to have another baby. There was so much hormone pumped into me that my body basically already thought I was pregnant. Yeah. And by that time I had already switched to another doctor, but who had trained under him. And I realized at that time, this is really a strong money-making operation just as the medical field, because they're charging for your tests like big 
Yeah, test. it's expensive. They're, they're charging for your checkups like big time. All those hormones. All those hormones, those compounded hormones that you may not need that your liver has to process. Correct. So I turned to acupuncture and chiropractic because I figured out, okay, if I align my spine better, if I reduce the it inflammation. It flows better. Your fluid in your body goes where it's supposed to go. Oxygen levels go where it needs to go. Then I had better support through my hormones. So I'm a big fan of your approach as well. So tell me, how do you support hormones without supplementation. Yeah. Well, supplementation is part of it, but just back to your point that that is a big reason why I love teaching women about hormones is because of just like you said, you think, well, if I have a depletion of hormones, I must need hormones. That's my only option. You know, like I must do bioidenticals. I see so many girls on like crunchy groups, like on Facebook, they're like, come see me and get hormones. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You know, that is an option. And for some people, it is necessary. Sure. I have one patient who was like, that testosterone pellet saved my life, you know. But I think what frustrates women is that they do that and that they don't improve or they get worse or they have side effects. It's temporary. It's temporary. Now they're just chasing this fix. Yes. And my question is always, why is your testosterone deficient in the first place? Why are your hormones imbalanced in the first place? Hormones are a secondary system. They're going to respond to inflammation, something going on in your immune system, something going on in your gut, something going on in your spine. You know, there are primary systems that we can look at and we can address so that your hormones can kind of balance on their own. So hormone testing for me or not testing, but approaching your hormones and supporting them is more about finding out what are those primary triggers? You know, what is causing the hormones to be off in the first place instead of just replace, 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 or even worse, you know, well, you should just have a hysterectomy, you know, you should just have, have to have a surgery because that is your only option. And I had a patient the other day, she was like, you know, frustrated. I think she at first was frustrated with me. And then when I sat down and I kind of, I walked her off the ledge, (laughs) she was like, why is my OB telling me that I need to have a hysterectomy and blah, 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 blah. And so I, I sort of walked her through it and kind of gave her my perspective. And she was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, I'll go get a second opinion now. This isn't like a life or death situation. This is, a, I'm going to be fine. I don't have to do this. So just giving women peace of mind that that's not their only option, you know, or, hey, here are the consequences of the surgery that you might have. Do you think it's worth it? You know, actually yeah. showing them what the other side looks like. So no, that's, that's amazing because there was always two sides to the coin. Right. And yeah. a lot of times they don't know the other side because either they're not knowledgeable to go where to find it or they're so caught up in my doctor's my doctor. I have to listen to them. But like it's also for someone like me, you get to a point where you're just so broken down. You're yeah. willing to do anything. Yeah. And if you can. So I'm an example of that. Mm-hmm. I could not get my progesterone and my estrogen to balance well enough. And every single month, they were just debilitating migraines. Cluster, three and four days. It was to the point where I just, the supplementation of bioidentical hormones was then having my period delay. And then I was getting so bloated and just, it was terrible before my cycle. And the acupuncture wasn't working for me. The chiropractic wasn't working. I couldn't get a balance. So I ended up having a partial hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. They took my uterus and they took my fallopian tubes. Now, those migraines have completely disappeared for me. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm never bloated anymore. But there are side effects to it. I significantly dropped my hormone levels. 
because and I still have my ovaries. Right, which is great. But they're still going to sit there and be like, hey, why do I need to produce? I don't have any reason to produce anymore. I lost a lot of hair. I do believe my hair is coming back. I've got a ton of it. And there was also COVID and other stuff. But that could have been a factor. Many women do not orgasm anymore because they don't have their uterus anymore. Wow. I didn't realize that. Uh, Yes. And some women can never find – I actually do feel balanced in my hormones. I know when I have a hormone shift. But other women may not. And I don't know. I feel like I'm happy I did it. Sometimes I wish I could have done a little bit more. I wish I would have known about your approach. Maybe I could have delayed. So looking back, when I finally did it, I was at a very low point. It was the beginning of April 2021. It was a stressful time. We had just moved. We just came off COVID. We just came off the biggest freeze. There was a lot of stress. So looking back at it now, I realized I went through a crazy surgery because there was a ton of stress and I was at my breaking point. So if anybody listening to this podcast cannot let themselves get to that point and go through something like your program or through your approach. Do it before it gets there. Do it before it gets there. Yeah, yeah. And I always encourage women that, you know, you made the best decision that you could with the information you had. You know, you had done everything that you had known to do. So, and for you, you had huge positive, you know, outcome of the surgery. You know, I think that there are definitely things you can continue to do going forward because you don't have a uterus anymore. At least you have your ovaries. You're right. They could stop producing because... Their friends are gone. Yeah. Your uterus is your primary blood supply to your ovaries. So, you know... See? Didn't even know that. Yeah. So, but really, I just want to help women learn more about their hormones. What are some different approaches and options that they have? You know, I have friends that get to that point. I have friends who have gotten to that point where they're like... I have to have a hysterectomy, you know, and I'm, they're a friend of mine. So I can't be like, Ooh, yeah. don't do it, <laughs> you know, but Hey, I'm here to help. And if you need any help afterwards, reach out to me, love to help you with, you know, anything going forward. So you can help women, whether they've already had a hysterectomy oh, yeah. or they're getting to that point where, Oh my gosh, my hormones are just getting worse and worse every month. My periods get is bad. It shouldn't be that way. Right. You should not be Every three weeks, you're feeling like crap. You feel like you're sick. You're in a bad mood. You're bloated. You feel fat. I mean, I don't even want to yeah. say that loud, but you yeah. feel puffy. You just don't feel pretty. You put on your makeup and you just feel like crap. Yeah. That is not normal. Yeah. What are some of your steps that you take? So somebody comes to you and they say, I have terrible hormones. Can you help me? So first step is testing to just kind of see where they're at. Before I do testing, we do a whole health history, get to know them, what's going on with them, do a system review. You know, how is everything else functioning? How are you sleeping? How are you, are you pooping? What's your diet look like? You know, what's your stress level, energy level, immune system, all kinds of stuff. And then we talk about testing. What kind of testing do you need to have done? So sometimes we go right to hormones. Sometimes I'm like, no, (laughs) you are such a wreck. We don't even need to check your hormones. We need to go straight to those other systems. So doing blood work or doing stool testing or food allergies or neurotransmitters, there's a lot of tests we can do to kind of figure out, you know, where to start with you. We don't have to do all the tests. We can do one and start there and start making some of those changes. So the wellness way is very much our motto used to be, we don't guess, we test. They've changed branding now, so we don't say that that much anymore, but We're not based on symptoms. You know, I'm not, when you come in, I'm not like, okay, I'm going to give you this for migraines, this for bloating, this for, 
whatever else you're experiencing, I'm going to look at your test and say, this is how your body is functioning. So this is what we need to do to support your body rather than support symptoms. But that's where we start is we start with those tests to see how your body is functioning. So what are some examples of ways that you are going to help support someone once you find out some answers? Maybe let's say maybe it's diet. How would you work with them with diet? Yeah. So depending on what their testing says, you know, how are they functioning metabolically? What does their stool test say? The stool test will tell me, you know, are you breaking down fat? Are you breaking down protein? Do you have enough fiber? Are you breaking down carbs? You know, how is all of that working so that we can customize your diet? And so if it is diet, then we sort of, we use some of the testing tools to figure out how do we customize. At the wellness way, we don't use protocols. You know, I don't tell everybody to become a vegan or paleo or keto or anything like that. You know, I think everybody should be on a whole food, non-inflammatory diet, basically, Mm -hmm. and then customize from there. If we do food allergies, you got to take out the food allergies. We do a lot of herbs. Most I guess functional medicine and nutritionists and things like that use supplementation. So a supplement is a capsule and it has a bunch of different things in that capsule, right? It's got some herbs, it's got some micronutrients, it's got magnesium or you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So my approach is more, I'm going to give you this one liquid herb. I'm not going to just give you one, but I'm going to give you this herb that's going to help do this. It's going to help you regulate sugar better. So liquids over capsules? Correct. Yeah. So we use a lot of liquid tinctures. Are you using the wellness way supplement line? Yeah. So the wellness way we manufacture all of our own herbs and supplements. Okay. And so y'all are using a lot of herbs in tincture form, you said? Yes. in liquid form. So we do that because your body immediately absorbs it. I mean, in your mouth instantaneously, it starts to absorb. It's more bioavailable because the way the constituents from the herbs have been extracted they taste awful, but they are <laughs> so beneficial for you. And like I said before, I had supplements on my shelf and I would give them to patients and they would never buy them again. But I mean, people are like, I'm out of X, Y, and Z. Ship them to me now. I love liquids for sure. Yes. And a lot of people struggle with pills. You know, like I struggle with them. Me too. She struggles bad. It's like taking a big handful of a meal of pills. And I'm just Yeah. Like, and then they just feel like they're like right here for like hours. I'm like, why never but with a tincture, you are literally extracting the nutrients and the phytochemicals, the chemical compounds that are the necessary parts because you really don't necessarily need the fiber. You don't right. need the bulk right. for the healing. You need those strong yes. chemicals that so like natural. How Young Living does the extraction from exactly. the plants into the oils. It grabs all the nutrients. From I always compare it to like a tea bag. Like when you take your tea bag and you dip it in the water, you know, you're extracting all the tea over the beneficial constituents of the tea and that goes into the water and then you drink it. It's very similar to that, except distraction is much more complicated and complex than just putting it in water. But that's very similar. I sell an herb chamomile and my patients are like, can I just drink chamomile tea? I'm like, if you want to drink 200 glasses, you know, yeah, you could do that many glasses or you can do my half a teaspoon. Yes. It's very concentrated. Do you know what their solvent is? Is it just alcohol? They use water and they use ethanol. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's why they taste so bad because that's how they're processed. Well, I love weird things. Ethanol extraction, you know, if you just extract with water, it's just like the tea bag. Some of the tea leaves are nothing happened to them and the benefits and the trash, it didn't activate it. The ethanol activates it and it draws it all out. So every now and then I have people that really, I think it's a mental thing. Like they can't get past that there's ethanol in there. 
And I'm like, it's such a tiny, tiny, tiny amount. It's not going to affect you. I mean, I guess if you had an alcohol bracelet on. No, it won't even register on a breathalyzer. Well, no, you know, the one that's. She bracelet. just said it's a tiny, tiny bit. You're going like, <laughs> to fail a breathalyzer. You mean like the blow like in your <laughs> no, car? No, 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 no. Like there are people who can't use hand sanitizer because of the alcohol in it because they have gotten in trouble and they have to wear a bracelet. Oh. <laughs> and that it picks it up in their I skin. I don't know about this. Oh, okay. I know about the thing in your car that you have to blow in. Yeah, the breathalyzer. No, yeah. no, this is different. I don't. Are sorry. You My brain. You know what? Listen. I mean, you're going down another Do rabbit hole here. Do you have ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm just kidding. You know what? I like my ADHD. I own it because, you know, it makes me who it's I am. Yours, That's right. honey. <laughs> I use it wisely and I cater to it. So we just have to go off for a minute and I surround myself with people who don't get annoyed. Or don't tell you. Yeah. Oh, well, there's that true. <laughs> God, I feel like I'm ready to start. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to start because there are some... But I would love to learn how to naturally support testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Bioidentical testosterone has been something that Trey and I have both used for a long time. I had to start supplementing at 35 and I'm 45. Okay. And for three years I was on it. And then when we did try and have another child, our third, I wasn't fertile. I wasn't wow. producing. And so I had to get off of it altogether and go into Clomid and HCG wow. and refertilize and stimulate everything. It was an 18-month journey for both of us. Well, if you're supplementing too high, then it can make you shoot blanks. So Interesting. And her progesterone was so high, it was tricking her body that she, she was, already was actually working yeah. as a contraceptive. That's crazy. But I do love bioidentical testosterone. I think that, I mean, it turns your light bulbs on, but... Many people can't afford it, and many people also don't want to continue that anymore because there are – sometimes it gets too high, sometimes it gets too low, and the pellets are really great because it's more steady, but there's challenges with that. You have to have the little cut. You know, they put it in, and then you do have a slow dip. I metabolize them too fast. So when I was exercising, when I was running, when I was training, it would be a, a three-month end. Yeah. It would peak in four weeks and then I would stabilize for about six to seven weeks and then I would already start my decline. Yeah. Yeah, So there was no six months for me. Yeah. I have patients that, you know, I have one patient in particular. She was like, that pellet saved my life because I wasn't myself. I was depressed. I was miserable, you know. And so once she started that, it really changed her life. I see a lot of women that the pellet does not Not work. Yeah. Right. Because my frustration with the pellet is that either there's no testing done before and the doctor is like, let's just put you on yeah. a testosterone pellet, you know. And they don't even know on what's going that on. Matches your right. suspicion, and then they they go. And once it's in you, right? You're done. Exactly. And then, like, I know somebody who got one started developing like horrible cystic acne, and their doctor said, well, "We'll just put you on antibiotic." And she's like, "No, no. <laughs> it's the pellet. That's now why that's doing this to me." Yeah. Or women that come to see me and they're like. My doctor said this was going to be my solution and, and it wasn't. So now what do I do? You know, and I always encourage women too to remember that your testosterone aromatizes into estrogen. So, or DHT, your testosterone goes somewhere. It turns into another hormone. So if you are somebody who's concerned about your hormone balance, then you should either do some testing to make sure that your body is handling it okay and detoxifying it properly or try to do things the more natural way if you're that concerned. So really with testosterone, the question is, is it upstream problem? Is it a downstream problem? Do you not have enough like 
cholesterol and DHEA and pregnenolone? Do you not have any of the foundational hormones that are going to trickle down and turn into testosterone? Like all of the androgen equivalents and metabolites? Or is there something blocking that? Yes. Is there something blocking that? Is too much conversion happening downstream? Like your body's just, it immediately converts so you're not keeping any of your testosterone. Again, what are those inflammatory triggers? You know, what does your insulin level look like? How are you regulating sugar? What's your liver doing? You know, what's going on in your gut? There are a lot of things that can affect testosterone for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that I would encourage someone who is, especially in their 30s, because when you're in your 30s, you're really in your prime time. It's a great age. But there are days where you start to feel a little funky, like you're not necessarily feeling like you did in your 20s. Sure. But you can also and identify and learn when you're optimal and almost take a snapshot of that. Yes. Oh, that's and what I was know how to, to get back to that path. Right. Well, and also women have fluctuating hormones. So every week we are a little different. I mean, you have low levels of hormone when you're <laughs> on your cycle. We are. I mean, I have an event coming up in April, Dr. Patrick Flynn, who started the Wellness Way. He's coming and speaking and it's called the Hormone Connection Seminar. And I always encourage couples to come because he talks about that and how, you know, female hormones make women think and feel and how it is different and fluctuates. And there may be days where you don't feel like that. And I think it's truly because in your 30s, you're probably starting to become more in tune to your body, yes. right? When yeah. you're 20, you don't know, you don't care. That's true. You know, your mind is set is a whole another place, right? <laughs> but in your 30s, you're like, huh, I realize that I'm ovulating today and I feel X, Y, and Z, you know, and you never really like put those pieces together before. But our hormones fluctuate. Serotonin and estrogen are like friends. So when your estrogen's high, you feel better. When it's low, maybe you don't feel so great, you know, and understanding that fluctuation is normal is important too, because we're not guys. We don't, you know, stay like this all the time. Yeah. You know? Uh, see, it's complicated being a female. It's taken me a long time to get like this. Right. <laughs> Maybe so, it's not so easy sometimes to be a guy. <laughs> I think that if people are in their 30s and they have those good days and the bad days, and but it's not enough for them to really do anything about it, now is a good time to be proactive. Oh, yeah. If they can be proactive and like Trey was saying, get a snapshot of where they are mm -hmm. so that they, as they do come into their 40s, now before they get to a point where they're at the decision like I made yes. where I was just Baseline. so done. I turned 40 and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 40. Things are crazy. And I made a decision that I'm 50-50 on whether I'm glad I did it or, or not. But you can be just proactive with it. And if somebody is in their 40s and they've never done hormone replacement therapy before, start with this. Oh, This yeah. would be way better because – if you've been making it from the time you were this whole entire lifetime that you've had your period and been through life and you haven't done the bioidentical hormone route, don't start with that. Start with this. Right. Definitely. And yeah. continue on. Yeah. Most people come to see me, like you said, they've already like dug themselves in a hole, you know, yes. and they're trying to climb out. Mm -hmm. But if you can come when you first start getting little signs, yes. you know, yes, yes. then we can test and figure out where you're at. How do we need to support you? And you never get into that hole. But unfortunately, I am the last resort for a lot of people. I mean... And it really should be the first. Well, everybody goes conventional until oh, yes. conventional doesn't work and you bang in your head against the wall. It's like, I guess I need to try something different. Let me go unconventional. Correct. If you flip that upside down and just start unconventional, you'll never go to conventional. 
Yes, hundred percent. I always but we say we had to go through that to know it. <laughs> yeah, we're like I'm at the Wellness Way. We're carpenters. We love to use this analogy that I'm a carpenter. You're OBGYN because we're talking about hormones, or your PCP, whoever. That's your fire department. So they use fire department solutions. They have fire department tools. They got an axe and a hose. So that's what they use. They use drugs and surgery. And you're right. If you start with a carpenter to figure out, well, why did your house catch on fire in the first place? And how do we rebuild it because it caught on fire? You know, we have a lot more tools and they don't have as many side effects or consequences, you know, and if that doesn't work, yeah, go to the fire department and have the more. You need Jesus. He was a carpenter. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, you know what? This also makes me think about our daughter. She's 14 years old. She's breaking out a lot in her face. She eats a very clean diet. I mean, she's 14 and she pretty much eats as close to Whole30 as possible. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. She's so dang disciplined. It's so impressive. She is so disciplined. She is my child. But I have noticed that she has, with her breakouts, they're coming closer to her cycle. Well, my first thought was maybe I need to order her some Young Living Progestins Plus, which is a bioidentical wild yam extract. But even though that is natural... And probably not too harmful. Still supplementing. It's still supplementing something that her body is not making. We need to go back a step and say, well, why is her body not making it? So she also gets bloated very easy. And sometimes I wonder how much of that is in her mind, but which is a whole other place to work on. But, but her digestion's always been a concern. Since she was an infant, she developed acid reflux. So it destroyed her gut from the get-go. So I would love to start with her and have a snapshot of where she is so that as we continue on, we have now a file. And then as she gets older and she's in the time where she wants to have babies, we can look back and see where she's at. Yeah, then it's not a guessing game when she gets there. With that same point, okay, she's 14 and a half, okay? And my son is 13. And he gets a lot of the debilitating migraines like she does. And we don't know if it's diet, if it's hormones, because he's in his teenage years. His hormones are starting to come through. We're going to get him tested for football for his brain, and we're going to get a snapshot of his brain. Would it be the same concept to do something with a 13 and a 14-year-old like we're talking about for hormones? For sure. That early? With a boy, I probably wouldn't start with hormone testing. I would start with other things because your hormone structure is just so much more simple that it is probably something yeah, else. <laughs> Rub my belly. Tell me I'm a good boy. <laughs> but for girls, it is most likely a hormonal thing. You know, for your son, it could be, I mean, it could be all kinds of stuff, you know, if it's migraines. So so the, for listeners out there, it's okay to start that young. Oh, yeah. Yes. I have so many teenage patients. They're probably not the best patients because they're not as disciplined as your daughter. I'm seeing one next week and I'm, you know, I'm always anxious for them to come in because I'm like, oh gosh, how I know that if they do what I'm recommending, they, they will like feel amazing, you know. Are they just like sitting there look, looking at their phone, not wanting to be there? Oh yeah. They don't talk a whole lot. You know, mom or dad is usually talking for them for the most part, but no, you wait till our kids come in. <laughs> they will talk for themselves. I do this, 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 and this. One girl that I'm seeing and she's... She's 18 or 19. I don't know. But poor thing. She started, you know, she graduated 2020. So her first senior year of high school and then freshman year or first year of college was in the whole pandemic. And so that affected her mentally a lot. And she was having a lot of depression and anxiety and she just started getting sick all the time. And that's what prompted mom to make the appointment. And so, you know, the first conversation we had was about birth control. Like, 
are you willing to come off birth control? Because you've been on it for this long. It's affecting your hormones, probably contributing to some of the things you're experiencing. That's a whole nother birth control is a whole nother topic, but, and she's doing awesome. But if you ask her, she's like, yeah, it's, you know, you know, she doesn't give me a whole lot of information. The mom is like, can I just interject here? (laughs) She's talking to me more. She has more energy. She is more positive and, you know, more upbeat and just has like a better outlook on life right now. And so she was like, I think she's doing amazing, you know? And that's unfortunately just the conditioning our society's in is you go to the doctor, you pop a pill, come back and see me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And you're just going to get a chemical thrown in you, which is then adversely going to take another side effect, which deviates you from the original issue and you never go back to the root. Right. Exactly. It's it's so simple if people would just do what you're talking about. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to Avery and her friend talk the other day and her friend was saying that she has really bad periods and cramps. And Avery goes, well, if you went to the doctor, they're just going to try to put you on birth control. You should really (laughs) stop eating so much sugar. (laughs) She tells her friend that. And you're like, yes. I know. I've done a good job. So there's a different type of conditioning in more of a healthier way. I will say this for anybody who thinks that Avery's OCD, she's really not. She's disciplined, but I have taught her that it is okay to celebrate. And if you want to eat that cake and you're somewhere and it's you want to eat it, then eat it and own it and don't feel bad about it and move on. You got to give the credit where the credit's due. We allowed her the freedom to choose But we told her, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And then she did it and it happened and she didn't like it. So then she took ownership of that and said, I don't like the way that feels. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was her decision. I think it's easier to condition them to like, this is not a great option, but if you want to pick it, you can. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, they want something they... Right. Then forcing them to be like... No, it's like, okay, I'm doing it. No, you have to eat these healthy things. You can't do these bad things anymore. And they're like, well, I like the bad things. So (laughs) I don't want to do those good things. When we were in in Cabo and we saw, we were in that little shop and this thing says, do not touch in big, bold letters and this little six year old comes in there and goes, touches it. <laughs> yep. So you tell somebody, no, they're yeah. going to do it. They're going to try it. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Quick question before we go. When someone comes to you for hormone support, is chiropractic included in that? Yes. If you are in person, then yes. I have a lot of patients that come to see me that already have a chiropractor. Great. Keep going to see your chiropractor, okay. you know, keep that relationship. Cause that's awesome. I see a lot of patients virtually, so if you're on the phone, obviously I can adjust you. But yes, if you're in my office not getting adjusted by anybody, then chiropractic is part of your treatment plan. Some people, because they're coming to see me, they know I'm a chiropractor. At least I hope they do. (laughs) (laughs) But their mind is, she's going to help me with my thyroid, or she's going to help me with my hormones, or she's going to help me with my gut. I don't really need to be adjusted. So there's some education I have to do with them. But x-rays, you know, I take x-rays of them. Do you have the equipment in your office yeah. to do x-rays? Okay. So take x-rays of them and show them their alignment and inflammation that they have in their belly or anything else that I see that's going on and use chiropractic as a tool to help with reducing inflammation and supporting hormones and just your overall health and nervous system. So yeah, right, chiropractic so is definitely part of it. So I'm going to ask a question that I hope, well, let me just ask it. Do you do maximized living? No. Okay. Why? <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Our opinion only. If this is our opinion. I believe that things are 
a case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. And with the Maximize Living program, they are basically selling you a massive package. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, three times a week for a month chiropractic. The next month, it's two times a week. And then one time a week. And either they accept insurance and they're draining your insurance or – It's like $5,000. Yeah. And then it's like just this big cookie cutter and they want 500 patients to walk through their doors. It's a marketing program for chiropractors. Right. No, that is not what I do. Okay. (laughs) So the great <laughs> thing about the wellness way is that, you know, I see my chiropractic patients max are coming like twice a week for three weeks. That's the most intense we'll usually get because they're not usually coming to me for a whole lot of pain and things like that. But because I use the wellness way approach, I don't have to rely on the adjustment so much. You know, okay. it is a tool that I use, but it's not the only tool. So maximize living is chiropractic is the tool. This is the tool we're going to use. Oh, you see that protein powder? You should probably do that. But you should also come three times a week for you know, the next six months, you know. So, no, I also hate that. It drives me crazy when I have patients that come in and they are telling me that they went to a chiropractor and this is what they recommended. And I'm like, I don't think that you need to do that, especially based on your x-rays that I see that they took, you know, that have hardly anything on them. You know, my virtual patients, I will tell them, go find a chiropractor, call me with their rec- and tell me what their recommendations were, and then I'll give you my opinion on it so that you can gauge whether this is the place where you should be going or not. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. What would you have done if she said yes? <laughs> Podcast over. I would have <laughs> smiled and kept going. I would have asked you why you feel that's beneficial and how does that work into... Sorry, we don't yeah. have to go down that yeah. okay. Wait, She didn't say yes. All right. So last question. Someone can come to you for a new patient consult. What is your website? You can go to thewellnessway.com and you can find me on there. The Wellness Way website itself probably just has a lot more information about the Wellness Way and obviously where I am. And it also has financial information too, if you want to know about that. I have a website, bethcookdc.com, and that's just my own little website. But So when they go to the Wellness Way, how do they find you? They put in your name? Yeah. They can do a clinic search or they can do a doctor search and they can type in my name a, or type there's in There's a Houston. search bar that says put in Dr. Beth Cook? Yep. Yep. There's actually, you just click on a button that says doc or like find a clinic and then doctor search. And then that populates all the doctors that are part of the wellness way. And you just find me on there. And what can someone expect for a new patient consult? Like what we're going to do on that Uh new patient day. So when they come in, they have completed a couple things or health history and a functional assessment questionnaire. So we go through those two things. I usually spend about an hour with you and we talk about, you know, all the things that you're concerned with and having going on. I do an exam we take x-rays. If somebody's getting adjusted somewhere, sometimes I don't take x-rays because they've already had them done or, you know, I let their chiropractor decide when to do that. And then we talk about testing. You know, what kind of testing do you need to have done? Do you need to have blood work done? Do we need to check your hormones? Do we need to check your gut? You know, where do we start basically? And can people call their own doctor to get those tests done or do they have to go through your tests? I will do them. They can. So if I, you mean like if I had a, if I said, this is what you should do and can my doctor run it? That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You can do that, but most likely your doctor is going to be like, you don't need to have that run mm-hmm. or sure. I'll run that requisition, but they don't include everything. I can run any blood work that you need Are to you have using run. Quest or yeah. LabCorp or any of that kind Quest, of stuff? Quest, LabCorp, you can use your insurance to do your blood work if you have it. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. Some people want to use their insurance, yes. but they can't get insurance to pay for it if their PCP or their OB did not. Right. If you have like an HMO, then that's a situation where that is happening. But if you have like a PPO, 
No, I continue for blood work. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And all the other tests that I do, most of the other tests are going to be out of pocket. But I always say average cost is about two fifty for a lab. So you know whether it's hormones or stool testing or food allergies or the and Dutch test. Stool testing is done through a Quest or we use a lab called Genova Diagnostics. Can you just bring it in, in a bag and hand it to you. No, please don't do that. <laughs> 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 no, you do all your collections at home and then you ship it off yourself. All right. I love it. I think this is fantastic. I'm excited to learn more. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I'm glad y'all had me. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? I don't think so. I have the Hormone Connection coming up. So if anybody wants to come to that, it's April 19th at 630. Dr. Patrick Flynn is going to come. He is a hormone guru. He knows so much. Taught me everything I know. And where's that going to be at? It's going to be at the Fountain Point at Mia Bella in Tomball. Okay. And can they find more about that on the Wellness Way? Yes. I'm trying to think of the best place to send people. If you go to my Instagram and you click on my bio, there is a button you can click that says Hormone Connection. And what's your Instagram? It's at Dr. Beth Cook. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.